Welcome to the Premier League Forever Forest podcast. Hello, guys. Welcome to episode two of the Forever Forest podcast. Um, still trying to get used to Colin doing that intro, saying Premier League. Uh, but we are very much Premier League. If you uh, witness what happened on Saturday, we are at school with the big boys, as I've been saying on Twitter uh, all week. And uh, there's been some really interesting opinions uh, this week. I should have done that really that weird thing we did last year where we did all like, the sad music and people going, I just think Chris Hewton should go away uh, because we've got plenty to fill it with this uh, this week, that's for sure. We're going to try and stay as positive as we can, but also pragmatic and realistic. We have a special guest who I'm sure will be very forthright with us and tell us uh, his opinions too, which I can't wait for. Uh, but first of all, let's see who I've got with me. Uh, dressed as a pirate, apparently, and called Ron. <laughs> it's Kieran Curtis. Ah, yar, Kieran. How you doing, man? Yeah, mate. I'm I'm gonna try and uh, summon the positivity here after. Uh, oh, I'm not necessarily feeling it. <laughs> okay, no, that's fine. Look, I don't want faux shit. I want you to go straight. <laughs> what it is? That's the way. That's the way it works. Uh, and the yards reminded me because we're two of the people joining us today are in the states in a minute. That I was uh, once engaged to a girl from Philly who said to me, "Are farmers and pirates from the same place?" And I never thought about it as an Englishman that they have the same freaking accent. It's like, yeah, me hearties. And yeah, you know, yucking me tits. So uh, there we go. Thanks, Kieran, for that. Uh, Lisa Fox, uh, media darling and everything like that on the bre- breakfast show this morning. Mm, yeah. Oh, God, they can't keep me down. Lisa, how's things in the world of showbiz? Oh, it's, it's great. I think they call me one of their favourites. Oh, you sound like Chris Hewton. And, uh, <laughs> I'm oh. not in the bomb squad. <laughs> You're not. You're very much out the bomb squad and loose and running around wild. Uh, also joining us, uh, it's nice. It's your first time, Dan, because I, I axed everything you said uh, last week. All those things you said, that insider knowledge and all that stuff, and we had to just cut it. So uh, you are free to talk to us now, Dan. And how are you doing, man? Uh, I'm all right, especially on four. I was supposed to be like Lisa on like four different podcasts last week. Two of them cancelled on me. One of them forgot to record. And then the only one I was on, I told everyone to bet on a game that never happened and I lost all my money. So I'm hoping for better things this week. Absolutely fucking brilliant. I love it. Okay, so what we're going to do is we're just going to briefly go with us and we'll do the first bit we normally do, then we'll bring in our special guests here and ask them what they think too. Uh, Kieran, uh, as I've been saying all week, first day at big school, um, and my analogy for those who didn't see it is, you know, the team's been together a couple of weeks. Uh, A lot of those players don't clearly know each other as well um and that's me clutching at straws that it is trying to get the clicks together and get the gang together and those bigger boys look bigger and faster than us and kept stealing the ball away from us what do you think Kieran? not the result i'd hoped for probably the one i expected there's no two ways about it newcastle have been building that project for the majority of last season. They started to look really good at the back end of it. Fair play to them. They've carried it into the the, the new season. That's no mean feat. Uh, so fair, fair play to them. For us, I was listening to the game because I was working on Saturday. So I had an, an earbud in while I was supposed to be watching swimming. Um, but um, I, I didn't think, first half, I was like, we're frustrating them here. And if we just create that one moment, this could change the entire game. Yeah. But that one moment just didn't come. And we just didn't link defence to attack. The midfield was absent. Yeah, it was hoofing but hoof. I think I felt, I felt that it was 
a bit like a boxing. I don't, I'm not just going to always do analogies or bloody podcasts, but it felt like a boxer who you're going, they've been smacked about a bit in the first couple of rounds. Hold on, we we'll hold on, we might get a bit of strength, but it didn't seem to come, did it, mate? It was more of a. Nah, and and I think well. there were some choices in that game, which. But first game of the season, free hit. I'm not going to blame Coops for it, but I think he should have learned some lessons from that as well. Mm. I don't think um, Surridge is a starter in this league, if I'm honest. I don't think he's a bad player. I think he's a cracking finisher. And I think he'll cause tired defenders problems. But if we're going to lump it up, I don't think he's the guy who's going to hold it up for us. No, at least we just did the radio. Um, uh, well, God, it seems like about an hour ago together. And you were saying that you thought um, Nick Hartley had a good game and and all this. And it's just funny how you see it, because I actually thought, having looked really good in pre-season, I thought he looked a bit nervy at times. I thought Worrell looked woeful. Um, Worrell was woeful. <laughs> Uh, do you know what we've we've always pride ourselves on saying how we see it here? You know we've defended Yates when everyone's hated him, rightly so. He's a fucking legend. Uh, but in terms of the rest of it, what? Yeah, you've got what is it? Coasters, shirts, everything. I completely um, agree with you, mate. I, I want to just pick up on what you two have both said just there. Um, that there was nothing linking the defence and the attack. We were missing Yatesy. We were missing Zinkenagel or a Zinkenagel type. Um, because what we missed and what we lacked a lot of on Saturday was the tracking back. And Zinc was one of those players that you either loved him or hated him. Um, but when he wasn't on the pitch, you could see exactly what you were missing. Yeah. Um, and I know that he's not going to be in our side this season, but that's the type of player that we, we missed. Um, with Surridge, um, I think he... What, what, what was our other option? What was the other option? You know, he did enough in pre-season for me in the two games that I saw him play and start mm -hmm. to maintain the fact that he deserved his starting place. He is still coming back into full fitness. He needs match fitness. Um, I think once our squad is complete at the end of August, you're right, and he won't be a starter. He won't get as many minutes. Um, but I think on Saturday, it was he went with the best 11 that he had seen in pre-season. And I can't really fault that initial thing and, and like Freed said um the first 45 minutes it was backs to the wall it was very much uh, a one-way street for most of the most of the half but we did kind of keep them like that for 65 70 minutes um and it was defensive errors for me and giving the ball away too cheaply that cost us the, the point or a point or anything but, but going forward we didn't create anything at all no, I want I... to add that Musa recovered really well in that game. Yeah. I, he he sounded really nervy, and I was anticipating that typical Bundesliga debut after uh, about five ten minutes. That massive slice. I hear Harpel and you exchanged a glance. I don't know if you saw him, but apparently you both were pulling some faces when he absolutely scythed it out the stands. Um, but there were players that were nervous that I wasn't expecting to be nervous. And there were players that I'm fine with, like Lewis O'Brien, first couple of touches. Yeah, maybe they'll be loose. Got to find your feet in the league. But then, yeah, Worrell, that's a concern. He looked slow. He looked, he looked really slow. And there was a bit where I think it's Joel Linton had a chance. And all he did was move his body and he was sent for a lollipop. Um, Dan, I, I won't make it that specific. I'll leave it quite open for you. Newcastle United away, general thoughts. I enjoyed it. Um, Did you? Back amongst it. We're outplayed, we're outclassed, but finally kind of surrounded again by people down the pub watching a game. Happy to be there. Um, 
I think so. I take a bit of a different slant on it rather than getting into the, the players. But so Newcastle have lost three games at home in the Premier League since October the 18th last year. And that's Chelsea, Manchester City, and Liverpool. Um, and in that time, they've hammered a lot of other teams as well. No one's walking away from St James's Park with three easy points this season. No one's going to be scoring goals for fun there this season, probably apart from Haaland. Um, we had six players making their debut. We've had about eight weeks to pull a team together and we haven't had eight weeks for those players to be playing together. We had seven players that have never played in the Premier League. If you compare this to last year, we got massively excited that we lost to a second string Liverpool team by one goal at home while we're in the middle of a really good run with a team that had gelled together for six months. And people were really excited. We'd only lost 1-0. And we've gone away to Newcastle in the Premier League with a whole new team with no momentum, no crowd behind us, and a first-class Premier League team, not someone resting half their players. And we've been beaten 2-0. So I think if anyone's changed their opinion on what's going to happen this year, I, I think you haven't been listening. I, I think what's happened as well, in a way, is that it's... When I look at those fixtures, with all honesty, if I had to bet my life on it or my kid or things like that, how many of those games do I look at and think I expect us to win? Like that, I did I expect us to win on Saturday. No, I didn't. When I said a draw on stuff, I was being new season optimistic, realistically. When it ended, I didn't feel disappointed. I felt more disappointed in the performance, I guess. But, you know, I'm sort of looking at who we're playing. And this is the thing, Dan, I think it was you who just said it about the appearances. They brought on Chris Woods there, who I think has played 140, well, see here, 144 games for Burnley. Um, some, I don't know how many he must have played nearly 200 games in the Premier League um, it is a jump it is a difference it is a speed difference it's a power difference things like that we've got people who've just had number one now next to their appearances because of how that's gone so I don't know if anyone wants to add anything on that but that experience really looked night and day on Saturday we're not going to make it onto a Paddy Power retweet with objectivity and rationale like that. We're <laughs> right? not fucking Simon Jordan, man. I'm not going to be here going like, oh, well, the thing is, I think Steve Cooper should go. It's ridiculous. We want to see fist pumps. Um, briefly talking about fist pumps, I'm going to bring in our guest here um, because he enjoys seeing one of them. Um, so I've got, a, I asked Dan, I said, look, Dan, you know, do me a little bit of a thing in what you think. So uh, if you hate this uh, guest, uh, it's Dan's fault. Uh, our extra guest this week is also from the US, like Dan, well, properly. Um, not come from Nottingham in exile, as it were. Based in Chicago, a huge Forest fan. He works in the world of sports media with Barstool, who are one of the biggest podcasting, media, and gambling platforms in the US. He's just started a new show talking about soccer, behave, people of England. It's also known as that. The Premier League and a lot about Forest. It's called Eat, Pray, Limbs. And he's joining us this week to give us his take on Forest starts the Premier League campaign. Please welcome Barstool Chief. How you doing, man? I'm doing great. Happy to be here. Thanks for having me. Great, great intro. And I'm very used to people hating me at this point. So if this is a new audience of people that hate me, that's that's just fine. Well, look, we we are, as I, I think it's true, the only UK podcast that got Dane Murphy on. And, you know, we've had some we've, people trust us yeah, in that sense, you know, with something for everyone at this table, Chief. So well, I, look at your faces. You're very trustworthy faces. <laughs> Yeah, and, and even with what we said about how we looked at the start as well. So give us, for those who haven't seen the story, or I mean, I remember Dan sent me a thing of, I think you're on something in the States, I was listening to all about how you came to Forest and whatnot. In the best way you can, make it a long yarn if you want. How do you become here with us talking about Nottingham Forest? Yeah, so I, I've always loved the game. So this is kind of what I've been I've been saying is that, you know, the World Cup was in the United States in 1994. I was eight years old. Always been curious about it, loved it. But the only team I truly cared about was the U.S. men's national team and the women's team, uh, you know, in the last 15 years or so as that's gotten more coverage. But I love the game. I watched the game. 
I never felt comfortable jumping on with any of these teams. I would try, you know, try them on like your test drive in a car and nothing, nothing ever felt right. And, and then my brother, um, in the beginning of 2020 or he, you know, end of 2019 rather, uh, got into Nottingham Trent and he was going to go to, uh, Nottingham, finish his degree. And then he was going to use Nottingham as a jumping off point to see the rest of Europe. And then COVID hit and he was locked in and he had nothing to do. And the only show in town ended up being Nottingham Forest. So he went to a game, um, you know, once things were opened up a little bit more and loved it. And then he decided I have to do that all the time, but I'm a college kid and I have no money. So I got to figure out how to, how to be able to get into city ground. He got a job ripping tickets. And so I kind of, well, I was always on this search for the, for the team for a team that I connected with and it felt genuine. I never wanted to be a a Chelsea fan. I never wanted to be man, you man city where life is just easy all the time. It felt like it felt disingenuous and kind of like cheating to me. Like I'm, I'm a Chicago, I'm used to being miserable. And that just makes the, uh, you know, seasons like the end of last year, much, all that much more enjoyable. So as I learned, you know, I learned about the kind of culture of Nottingham. It's this kind of, it feels very similar to like Midwest, like the Midwestern United States, where it's, you know, blue collar working class people who, who love their teams. And that's, that's what I, I kind of want that. And I love all like the traditions, the songs, then you learn about Brian Clough and the history. And, and I'm a, I'm kind of a big nerd for history, um, you know, wars, politics, everything, uh, and sports included in that. And so Nottingham just the more I learned, the more it grabbed my heart. And I was getting kind of, you know, first person point of view videos from in city ground for my brother all the time. And then, you know, at the end of, um, you know, the season prior, they, you know, stayed in the, in the championship. And I was like, okay, but you know what? I really enjoy this. And then, you know, season started with Hewton and it's just like, well, this is what I signed up for. I still, you know, the club is still magic, even though if the, uh, the product on the, on the field is awful. And then they hired, you know, our Lord and savior, Steve Cooper and took off like a rocket ship and it ended with my brother and I, and Dan, and, you know, I met a bunch of people through the internet with uh, Nottingham at Wembley. And it was one of the greatest weekends of, of my life. So, and then, you know, and then it's a whole different animal in the premier league. And I've always, uh, what I've been saying is that I've always like watched it, but I've never paid attention. If, if that, makes sense um, where it's like I'm aware of like the transfer window but I didn't have a rooting interest so I didn't really care where people went now that I'm like caring it's like this is absurd the way that you guys do business over it's there. Like, I get I get the draft but I know I have no skin in the game so it's like I know what that is right. like, you know from whatever but I'm like but, but all the different sources the conjecture the 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 time frame it was like we're linked to this guy for three weeks and then it goes dark and it pops up we got him or it pops up he's up somewhere else and it's you know like fallen fabio and john percy and and it's just it's been quite an educational summer because this is this is the first time as a premier league fan where i've really paid attention and it's i think it's giving me a heart condition like i, like I, I really do. hey hey hold on just imagine when it's been <laughs> 41 yeah. man. it's like shit yeah. the fact i've still got hair and things like that. so what the hell um yeah. yeah kieran if the if you knew today say chief had just arrived on the show now said i'm thinking about sporting forest uh i was gonna say what you tell him last year what would your advice have been to him or what would you think he'd need to know about forest from today what would you say well, apart from get out it's gonna go awful uh we're gonna win everything what would your advice be for chief right now 
Um, strap in. Oh. <laughs> I, think, I, think pod. <laughs> I think that's as simply as I can put it. Strap in. It's uh, it'll be bizarre at times, and I'm sure we'll experience that this season. Um, it's yeah. Once you've gone down to League One. I think you get a, an appreciation for even remotely good times. Last season was euphoric. Like, yeah, that's a good horse. Oh, oh, unbelievable. Best season that I can recall. I came to Sporting Forest our last season in the UEFA Cup, and then it was all downhill from there. <laughs> Thanks, Dad. Um, but, yeah, but you get hooked and, and you love it. I, my big hope is that that sense of community that you felt last year, I hope that stays around. I hope we don't lose it. I hope we I hope we book this Twitterati kind of mentality that seems to overtake everything. And it, it, it overshadows the entire league, if I'm honest. Like Every media outlet tends to go with what is being said on Twitter. I don't think that's what's generally held behind closed door by most forest fans we know we've got it good right now this is oh, mint yeah this is mint newcastle two nil away that was mint because <laughs> it could have remember, been if you remember united eight one at home that was yeah. mint <laughs> yeah, I do. yeah lisa have you got any uh any pearls to throw uh towards our friend in chicago here i'm glad he said strap in and not strap on that's all yeah, i've got well, he's a <laughs> Um, it is. It, it, being a forest fan is a roller coaster. You go through so many emotions. Um, love it or hate it. I mean, my daughter, she decided when she was nine, so that's about six seasons ago, um, probably around the depth of really badly League One or whatever, you know, it was it was rubbish. The football was rubbish. And that's when she decided she wanted to go. And I had to force myself to go at that point because she wanted to go and she's kind of been on that roller coaster of it being okay and wanting to be with me and stuff. And, and Wembley with my 15 year old daughter at the side of me was one of the greatest experiences of my life. Mm. So you kind of will create memories, good ones and bad ones. And it's just a roller coaster of everything. And I can't imagine supporting another club ever. Unfortunately, yeah, Chief's first memory at Wembley when we won was me sobbing into his arms pretty much because <laughs> we, we had like a row of tickets and I was sat next to him and just kind of collapsed to the floor crying. But that's a wonderful um, thing but... to see, Dan, isn't it? Because he saw that moment that however much you've told him the stories or it's Chief, you don't probably notice my, my partner Natalie's, um, we sort of met in January and she's a Chelsea fan so I love it when you said I won't support Chelsea because she'll listen to this and I'll be like, I didn't pay him. Uh, but even <laughs> since the start of January, she goes, you've got a good chance. You could go up. I was going, no, no, no. I, I kept saying to her, I've seen shit. It won't happen. I've seen shit. And in the semi against Sheffield United, she started losing it. I was going, see, this is what I was fucking talking about, right? And she's at Wembley with me and my dad. And it's like, she's had a similar journey to you with it, but now she can't support us because of where we are. So you're still with us, but she can go over to Chelsea and uh, all their horrible money where they got it from. Um, but um, Dan, have you... Tell, her to, tell you've them to treat our golden boy a little bit nicer. Let him play before the World Cup here. We need Pulisic on the field. Yeah, well, I'd love that. Yeah, I'd love a little message for Natalie via Chicago. Yeah. Um, no, she's it's really funny when she was moaning to me saying, Oh, you know, we're going out of business. It's all I was going, You have no idea about it. no one's someone's always gonna save you. You're not, you know, bury or something like that. Dan, I guess you've told Chief loads of stuff through the times you've known each other, but uh, have you got another little sage one to throw in here? Hey, he's been that's not much. <laughs> I was well, yeah, but that's that's good and a bad thing, I think, as um <laughs> as played out this weekend where um I was planning to not bet any money whatsoever on Forest and the optimist that his chief convinced me otherwise and convinced me everything would be okay. And it, and uh, I'm an it idiot and I'm new. Way. Why would you listen to me? That's your fault. Yeah, but is it, is it, is it, is the English game 
I guess I'm my, my uncle group I was in DC for years and my cousins were all from Washington and stuff. So I kind of I do understand a bit of American way rather than just going, oh, those those guys over there. But is is this still a thing with the English game where it, it really does feel like the old archaic thing? You know, how you're talking about clubs in 1865. No one was alive back then, as Eddie Azard once said uh, when he was doing a gig in San Francisco. But is it does it seem archaic and old? And you were saying about the transfers, do they seem Machiavellian and almost like I will pay you a groat, sir, and all this kind of stuff. Does it seem like that? It it does, and it it also it's I would describe it. I don't know if you guys even know this expression, but the wild wild west, where it's like, oh, yeah, you're under contract. Well, it doesn't matter, yeah. and you want to leave. Well, then I guess we'll we'll accommodate you, and but we're gonna hold you out for a ransom, like this Morgan Gibbs White thing. It's like I'm not coming back. Okay, well, you're not leaving, but if they pay us enough, you will. And then like the timeline of it, where I, I know you have the windows. But it, it's just different the way that we acquire players and the timeline. And it also feels like in the United States with sports, with, with our trades or free agency, like it starts and then there's a mad rush and there's no, like, it feels like there's a three week lag a lot of time like this, you know, the Moreno thing died. Yeah. Finally. But I feel like I knew about that link a month ago. You know, so yeah. it, it's, you know, so it's like, wait a second, we're in the United States. It's like, hey, there's this rumor. And then within 48 hours, it either happens or it doesn't. And, you know, when it's finalized, we're here. It's just like I, I've read about so many guys from so many leagues that I have no idea. Like, I guess I'll just pull them up on FIFA and see if, oh, he's, you know, he's a 75. Like, you know, like then that's because it's impossible to know what's going on in the Bundesliga you know, the Turkish league, you know, league one Syria. And it, like, I don't know how you guys keep it all straight and how you can equate what a guy does in the Bundesliga, which is, you know, and I've, I've been watching obviously over the years, it just seems like a, it's not quite the level of the premier league. It's not maybe at the top. What you do is you find somebody online who's got like a pizza chart of how the stats were and you trust that because we, no one really knows. And then they sell a living on doing that and go, Hey, how wonderful it is, you know, and we just go, I don't watch the league two in France, but right. that's when you trust people like Dane and his team, don't you try and go out and find those people. So um, I know Dan is on Twitter, mate. Hey, did I just status on Twitter? It's definitely do. As if do. It was full of irony, man. I couldn't get my tongue <laughs> in my cheek if I tried. At the end of the day, I've always had that thing. If they're wearing the shirt and they're holding it up on the pitch, then they've signed. That's it. The speculation yeah. stuff in between is there just to tingle your balls and make you do whatever. But it's it's yeah, for my me, balls have been tingled all summer long by these people. <laughs> yeah, but we'll come to the other bit as well about your special relationship with the people at Derby in a minute. But Dan, I know you were saying you felt that Forest had a potential to be almost in the States, a bit of a rebel club of St. Pauli, almost like a tying in with the Robin Hood thing, a bit of an outlawish team. You know, look at the little Forest taking it on. And we were the darlings initially, but do you think we're still, people are actually happy for us <laughs> on that first game? Over here, absolutely. So I saw a lot, obviously, all the stuff with West Ham and Manchester United and anyone we've signed a player from or signed a player instead of them going to them obviously isn't too happy. Over here, it's, it's all been very nice. Um, the only thing I'll say is, unfortunately, um, well, not unfortunately, unfortunately for Forrest, but the, the US culture is it's still very much team-based, but there is more, there's a bigger proportion of fans, especially with with the Premier League who like to follow players, especially the American players, rightfully so, right? You have a connection to them. They're your, they're your guys. Um, so the team that's really getting a lot of focus at the moment that I hate personally is Leeds United. And I had a soft spot for them when they went up and then Bielsa, when they weren't in the same league as us for a year. I hate them again now. Um, and I hate everything about them. 
as, yeah. and they're on my they're definitely on my hate my new hate list that I'll publish this week. I think I'm going to make a weekly thing of it. Um, yeah, but at the thing. moment, yeah. So Leeds are getting a, a lot of love over here, which is kind of taking maybe a bit of the shine off Forest, but we'll get there. Lisa, is, is you you had a different experience in Newcastle. You were saying the people were lovely. I guess it hadn't got to sort of five o'clock and the the chip fat was all over the legs and people stumbling around on the cobbles by that point. Were they, you had a nice experience in Newcastle, apart from that. You know what? They are the nicest people, and it was it was the, there were no signs upon doors saying home fans only. It was a lit, literally everyone was allowed in every pub. Everybody was so friendly. They were saying. Um, from the moment we got out of the car and walked down the road in our forest shirts, they were welcoming us back. They were wishing us luck for the season. And then coming out afterwards, you know, we had we had a bit of banter. They they were telling us that we'd stay up and we'd be okay. Um, one guy oh, asked us, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And one, one guy kind of said, um, I, I said to him, yeah, good luck for the season. I can see you being top 10. He was like, oh, we're going to finish top of the league. I was like, yeah, you're deluded. Um, so, you know, it was it, it it was a really good experience for me outside of the ground. Inside the ground, we were the noisiest fans in the world and their fans didn't really make much noise till they scored. Uh, yeah, I, I definitely couldn't hear um, anything but our lot for absolutely ages of it, which was great because obviously you hear the songs. Uh, Kieran, are you happy being the rebel, the rebel team that the once? Oh, we're lovely to have you back. And you know, I told you I was defended on Sky Sports against Huddersfield fan, going, "Oh, everybody wants you to go up," and I explained why. But now with that free big spending, oh, Lingard didn't have a single shot. Let's pick on him again. Is it? Are we going to be backing up against that now? Um, whatever we're doing, I think now after that game particularly feeds perfectly into the Steve Cooper MO of last season. Everyone's written us off. Yeah. Everyone's written us off already uh, after after one game. Um like like Dan said at the top of the show, there's um plenty of reasons why we, we didn't put on a stellar performance that just makes sense. Gonna take us time to get an entirely new group of lads together, get them playing the way that Coops wants. You gotta believe he's gonna be telling them full well that you know Jesse, mate, everyone's saying that you're here for the money. Lads, everyone thinks that you're uh, you're up against it off, off the bat. It's perfect for us. Rebel, whatever, underdog, absolutely. That that suits us down to the ground. Are you saying underdog with the biggest dog in the world behind you as he, as he crept in? Uh, I had to bring him in, mate, because he's losing his shit. Hey, that's Bowie. <laughs> How you doing, boy? You all right, mate? He's like, what is this going on? Um, yeah, so listen, I, want, I just want to really sort of cap going into West Ham and that, and I'm going to come back to a few more bits, especially about the fist pumps and uh, winding up the sheep. Um, there's talk, obviously, about Morgan Gibbs-White. There's talk about it being the number one transfer and all this kind of stuff all season and the amount of money being thrown about. Um, one thing I had a conversation with, again, most of my football conversations tend to be me and Natalie. So I was talking about the five sub rule and the way that you can now have subs in a certain period that are happening. So I really did not get this rule. I didn't realize it could only come on in three spells and what it was. And I think, I don't know if you put it on our group, Dan, saying about when they've got that depth in there, you can bring on Woods for so-and-so or whatever you do. It's like Forrest... They almost need to sign even more players because when you're bringing on Mighton, greatest respect, lovely hair, you're kind of looking at it going, shit, we have, if these teams can bring on five new players who are all of that high quality, I haven't really given a name to aim this at, so I'm going to go at Dan because he looks worried about it. Um, is, do you, I mean, I think we probably need quite a few more if that five, that five rule doesn't seem right to me to, to teams that haven't got the squad, but you know the playing field when you enter it. So I'm not bemoaning it in a way. Does that make sense? 
Yeah, and I think it's no no um, no coincidence that I think when they sorted that out last year and they started going to that under COVID, the teams that supported it were the teams at the top, right? Because they're the ones that can benefit most from this. And they went under the guise of, well, we've got to protect the players and we're playing Europe and four competitions and everything else. But anyway, that side, as you say, um, it kind of is what it is. So you've got to play the game. Um, so I agree, but I think you've got to do that by filling the first team and then having people trickle down. Like I, I think in the past we've been guilty of like, signing players and I'm not picking on Toffolo of course but clearly we've got an issue at left back given what's happened with injuries with Omar Richards and we're obviously looking at someone else like Marino who could could have potentially played further up the pitch as well but it feels like Toffolo was brought in as a backup option and I always think it's dangerous bringing players in as a backup option rather than to try and go for someone that's better than what you have and really start that competition. But ultimately, it all comes down to money, right? Because we can't just keep spending left, right and centre. So um, simple answer is yes, we need more and we need better. But I think Cooper never overused subs last year anyway. And he's quite consistent in what he puts out there. So it feels to me like the key thing is to get 11 players out there who can compete. And then anything else at this point is kind of a bonus when when you've got to rebuild the whole thing. But that that is a thing where you say about subs issue. He has to look at, isn't it? Because he has to has to get them in for that. Lisa, has anything changed really since Newcastle to to now in the way that you thought pre Newcastle? Sorry about what we need in the team. No, I I think we are missing that creative player in the middle. Um, I think we need a left back like like Dan's just said. Um, I I agree with him completely on on Toffolo there that um, you know he. he isn't got hasn't got the premiership experience I guess but then there's so many of our team that haven't got that at the moment um it's going to be hard and and they have got a gel they have got to uh get the minutes on the pitch to get their premiership fitness because let's not like make any bones about it the prep the fitness levels in the premiership are 10 times the fitness levels in the championship and I was just thanking my lucky stars and t- I turned to Donna when they scored their second goal and said to her if somebody said to me before the game, you will go out and you will have your backs against the wall for 70 minutes and you will be bombarded and you won't have a shot on target and Henderson's going to make 10 saves and you're going to lose 2-0. I'd have taken it every day of the week. Um, and I was just happy watching City play yesterday that we weren't playing them. <laughs> what was the passes you said? How many they had? They, uh, the, in the first half, I think I think the stats were put up on the 42nd minute and in the in that, at that point, West Ham had had 40 passes and Man City had had 340. And that is just astounding. And I, I was like sat watching it in awe of them because they are going to be frightening. That's yeah, because of West Ham, that's because West Ham didn't sign Jesse Lingard. That's it. Well, that's, that's exactly it. That's our fault. <laughs> that's our fault. Uh, Chief, what's your view on the you've seen the trickies for a few seasons now? What what you like in the look of or what you got hope in the city about, or you know, what what's your feelings on the team at the minute? Yeah, I think I think you guys nailed it with the left back. I, I guess I had more of a question for you guys because I've become obsessed, I think, like everyone else, with this Morgan Gibbs White. Right. It, but it's like it seems like there's overlap between him and Lingard. Is there a chance that they just go? You know, Mangala and I don't know, another two sixes, two eights, and then just Johnson up top. With uh, the wing my, my initial thing would be I don't think we still fully quite know because FIFA isn't out yet what some of these players do do. <laughs> but Dan, do you want to add on that or Kieran? It's like I, Morgan Gibbs White is going to go up top, isn't he, with, with Jesse behind him? They would play all those three with Johnson, I'm sure. So, yeah, I'm so pretty- then it surges out. And then when that might just help you link up a little bit better too, because that was the part that was just like they. 
I think I, I, I tweeted out, it would be nice if Forrest touched the ball at some point in this game. I don't. It, it was just one touch and then right back to Newcastle. Yeah. And it, it felt like they need support. Like you, I think you nailed it with the, the tracking back. Um, but also from a defensive standpoint, but also just to like, let's just build it up from the back because there was that those passes, especially when they went long, it was brutal and they couldn't get anything going. And I think they had, I remember like one chance where Lingard hit, hit um, Surridge and he just kind of coughed it up and fumbled it away. And it was never really threatening, but it looked promising coming off of Lingard's foot. And then, um, you know, the, the header from, from Surridge that just wasn't quality enough. So they need a striker. They need some, something different up front and something different in the middle. Um, but I, you know, it's kind of like in Dane, I trust and in Cooper and I trust and, uh, but I, I, am trying to figure out in my head how the puzzle piece fits together. Once you bring in, uh, Morgan Gibbs white, which I am still, I'm just convinced it's going to happen. You just want the money thrown at that. You don't give a shit. Do you like, just throw not it. My money. <laughs> not my money. <laughs> not mine. Lisa. No. Yeah. My, I just want to throw in that for me, had we had Keenan Davis in there on Saturday, it would have been a totally different game because he would have oh, run at them. And we, that, that was the kind of the difference or a, a, Keenan Davis type player, somebody that can hold the ball up, can lay it off, can scare the shit out of defenders. And I just felt that what we had on that pitch was just a little bit too samey and it just didn't work. Johnson wasn't in the game at all, um, but that wasn't through his own fault. It was the fact that he was playing against world-class players. Um, and and you, But you look at his counterpart, Joe Linton and and some the other guy, the one with the dreadlocks. And Sam Maximum. Yeah, him. And they, they were just... 10 times better. I don't know if they were 10 times better in terms of ability, but they're definitely 10 times... um, Well, how how do you phrase that? They've got no fear. I didn't didn't say either way. (laughs) (laughs) I think think that's a big difference. And it's something that I was delighted with us bringing Lingard in for, is that he will have that Premier League swagger. He's not going to be bothered about anyone who lines up against him, no. but the rest of the team's got to follow that, that suit. And you've got to play fearless. It Ultimately, if we're on a tail for a hiding, then what have we got to lose? Have a go at people. Fulham, fair play. Like if anyone who watched that, that, uh, that game, uh, the, the early kickoff hats off to them, they were belting in that match. Mm. They, and, and I think a big difference is if you, they've got the option of lumping it up long and it sticks Dimitrovic. So I, I'm all in with Lisa there. Like we need a Keenan Davis. I don't know if we go for Keenan Davis, that recurrence of his hamstring issue um at the end of, of, of the preseason for Villa. That's a slight concern for me when there's a gonna be a 15 million price tag on him that he comes in, gets a knock, and we lose him again, and then we're straight back to square one. But we definitely need that ability to pick the ball up deep and carry it at a, a defence without being worried with, by posing a challenge to them and saying that we deserve to be here. We can mix it with you, lads. That, yeah. it, that was the big gap, I think, between us and Newcastle. They were not bothered in the slightest about going up against Nottingham Forest, whereas we had those nerves about stepping up. Well, O'Brien yeah. and Cole back for me, I think you might see two DMs in there quite a bit this year in certain games, but it just felt like there was, like like Lisa said, I think it was all the zinc thing missing. There was no AM, as it were, if you're playing your footy manager. Mangala, for, according to Dean Henderson, is one of the most skillful, wonderful players you're going to see. 
and, and that is yet to be seen, obviously. Um, but yeah, I think we need some sort of coercion and how it all works. But it is day one, as I said. I have I have not been down about it. I've gone, I want to see a home ground, I want to see city ground. Uh, and I'll probably, you know, end of August, I'll have a look again and see how good or bad this looks. If it's no points at the end of August, I might have a twitchy ass. Go on, Kieran. Just before you move on, can someone clarify for me what kind of game Colback had? Because on the radio, it sounded like he had an average game. On Twitter, uh, I heard people saying he was the worst player on the pitch. And then I had people talking to me who were at the game who were going, one of the best parts of the team that day. This one, what was it? I thought what he was, was average. Lisa thought he was really, really good. He was the best player on the, on the pitch. Doesn't, doesn't mean he was average. He may have been average, but he was a better average than somebody else if that makes sense. He yeah, was, he was the best player on the pitch. He spent half of his game covering somebody else's position and he seems to gravitate towards that left-back position, unfortunately. Um, but so so he, he, he was the best player on the pitch for me. Uh, he gravitated also, towards the left-back because Toffolo was a black hole. Like that, like he, he, he needed all the help he could get. Why, why didn't they play uh, Nikati out wide? I, I think yeah, uh, on the left side of the back three, rather. I don't know. I thought Ms. McKenna was only on the left side with it as well. So I, I thought he looked like, I agree with Toffolo, looked like when he had um, Trippier flying down there as well. He looked like he was getting overloaded quite a lot, didn't he? Yeah. I don't know. See, there's also an there's also an agenda against people with red hair in football. They never get there. Just, they're just <laughs> deserves true. in terms of their ratings. Uh, it's the last, anything. Last, last acceptable form of discrimination. But in the game, but um, but also I'd say I, we're not we don't often talk on the gambling side, and I'm not not trying to push it here. But the best money you will win this year is um, putting Cole back to get a yellow card every game if he's playing. Because my word, he um, he knows when to get one, and he's going to be forced into it this year on more occasions than he was last year. Um, so I think if he's starting in the middle two, any bet you've got, stick on a yellow card for Cole back and double your money. I was ready to put a red card on us before half time. In oh game. yeah, the number yeah. of yellows we started to get, and I think the ref let a couple of couple of challenges slide by the sounds of it. But you're not going to get away with touching a player's shirt this season. That much no. is apparent. Uh, I think Williams got um, an early yellow, didn't he? And yep. he kind of rode his look for the first half and then second half he didn't put a tackle in which you know I thought he started off really really well and then second half obviously drifted out the game a bit but I think that was purely down to the fact that had he put another tackle in he was off actually he uh we say we don't normally mention the better side thing but obviously that's a big, big part of what you guys don't know and the other thing you do actually but Lisa's actually kind of mystical I do a BBC radio thing with Lisa on Mondays before we do this and I reckon it's got to be nearly 65% of the time that's for the score she nearly got it right and um, and she'd always just grabbing first goal. And, uh, you know, Lisa, you must be sitting on a golden chair right now with your betting habits from last year. It's something incredible, isn't it? To, to be fair, my, my betting habits from last season, up until I think probably the end of January, um, from January to the end of the season, paid for my away tickets and my Wembley tickets. We will always say gamble responsibly, of course, as we see everywhere in the UK. And what you know, how how did you start out with that, Chief? Did you was it just a bit of fun at first? I know there's I've got friends who live in LA and they do the thing where they go to Vegas together and they just have a I think it's when the college games are on or something like that, and they just spend their dough what they're doing. It's it's seen a bit of fun with those guys. And obviously there is professionals in what these kind of you know gambling is and what it might be. But with, for you, was it a fun thing, first of all, or was it hey, I'm just good at guessing this shit, or is it just like I'm winning more than I'm losing? Oh, I am not good at guessing. I am not I am one of the world's worst gamblers i would say try my best always convince myself it's going to work out 
very seldom does. I do think God wanted me to be in Wembley because I said, if I had all these different NHL uh, going out and they, I'm like, if they all hit, then that would pay for my trip to England. And then they did. So it was just like, I was meant to be uh, in England, but that was like the hottest run I've ever had. Most of the time I'm bad. And yeah, it is, it is fun. Like I don't really, you know, I was talking about this with my, my parents. We had an event, a family event. I don't really enjoy anything. Nothing brings me joy. Uh, so I don't really no have any vices or, or hobbies. I just kind of like, like sports and I, and I do gamble uh, responsibly, but it is just one of those things where it's like, it, it adds a little bit of fun to it for me. It's probably my only vice. And I feel like I've got it, uh, you know, kind of under control, but I, I enjoy it. So I do it, but I'm not any sort of, we call it a sharp. I am not sharp. I'm not, you know, like it's, I, it kind of go through, um, but it like the, the, the losses make the, the bets that you hit so much sweeter. So, uh, so I, I try to say around 50% for the year, just kind of, you know, or a little bit below, not lose too much money. And, and, uh, that seems to be working out. So the thing is, I think people, uh, still like to believe in magic, don't they? It's like when the magician shows you the trick and if you've gone, you know what i just think uh what one years ago i put um some money on all the home teams to win in the championship i just fancied them all and it was all of them were in but one and leeds were losing something like one nil at home with two minutes to go and they ended up winning i i hate leeds like dan said i can't stand them and they they did it and i and, and that was a point where i thought i need to just never bet again because i think that's i'm as mystically druid like as i'm ever going to be from yeah. this point on you know never bet on forests always let me down apart from you know a lot of people want some money when they uh capitulate at the end of the season that time because the new forest would do it um you were saying about things that were fun what's it like meeting people from derby chief uh it's fun in a different way i mean they're they're mutants like they're they've all these people they've dedicated their entire lives entire online persona to being a, a sheep and just getting in my mentions and getting in my face I will say, like, I did have fun. I, I learned a lot of uh, English insults that I didn't know existed or what they meant. I had to Google things. I'm like, oh, that's actually really bad. I don't want to be one of those. Oh. Uh, so, but it was, uh, I don't mind getting in the mud and mixing it up with people on the internet. And, uh, you know, and I, I, obviously when I was like learning about forests, I knew about the rivalry and I love, I say, I love hating people. Like that's one of my favorite things of sports. Like I, I love that, but I didn't, I had never experienced the Derby thing firsthand, the way that you guys were all brought up in it. Um, so when I went, I wasn't trying to go, you know, viral with the Derby people. I was just having fun on the internet doing Cooper fist pump videos and somehow it got into their, uh, their stream. Cause they're obsessed because they're obsessed. Yeah. And, and then it was like, you know what? Thank you guys for this because now I genuinely hate you. And that's, I feel like that's part of being a, uh, a forest fan is having that, that authentic hate for Darby and they delivered it on a silver platter for me. So, uh, so it, it has been fun and it was fun. You know, I, I was a little sad when they went down because who knows when they'll get to play each other again, it might be 20 years. And that's, that's kind of a disappointing. I've gone to the route where with this year I've gone to oblivion with them. Sorry, who was that? Was that you, Dan? No, it was me, mate. I was going to say it might only be one year at this rate. Hey. <laughs> hey. 
the sadness corner. Come on, pull it back. I just, I, you know, I, it's, it reminded me of when I saw you doing it when doing those first fist pumps was, I couldn't think of anything worse and my team's about to go down than my rival's about to go up. That's just bad. It's nobody yeah. wants that. It's like when Leicester... Yeah, and a Yank doing it and like, yeah. the, like well, I get it. Right. I would you know, if I were there. Right? And they're going, who is this guy? And he's doing this. It's like, my only thing I know about baseball is that in 1995, I saw a guy called Cal Ripken Jr. play for the Baltimore Orioles. And apparently it was a big deal because he was playing so many games in a row. And Very I saw him. And I mentioned it to people. They go, you saw Ripken play? I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, you know, I don't care. And they go, how do you not care? And I just think I could get the same sort of source as you, whoever the Orioles' rivals are. You know, I could yeah. say to them, I saw this guy play, whatever. And I don't, I mean, you have more knowledge of it than I do with baseball by a million miles. But it's just like the wind-up. It's years ago, right, in, in the world of rugby, there was a French player called Cheval basically means horses he was and he he said something like i really hope we destroy the english on the weekend and somebody said you can't say that anymore you can't say you gotta remember all this comes from like tribal war it comes from like you're the village down the road i'm gonna steal your clothes you're gonna steal mine and us in the french we don't want to kill each other anymore so we take it to the field and that's that's why i find if it's done in the right way it doesn't start insulting families to a point or whatever it is like that i think it's it's all fair and i think i, I couldn't be happier to have you on our team man because you would have winded the shit out of me if it was the other way around <laughs> Well, thank, thank, thank God my brother found Nottingham and not Derby. Because well, he wouldn't have found Derby because I think the electricity goes off about seven. Um, that was going <laughs> they to... don't have schools there, right? So Your best Derby jokes. We were going to try and do those as well. Um, so looking slightly forward, I want to just really go through this. Dan, you did a question on the last podcast because we were going to give away that wonderful print that we had. Um, and I'm going to extend it a little bit further into the next one. So the guys at Iconic Sporting Highlights giving us a wonderful print. You'd love it, Chief. It's all the fixtures from last season, all the stats. And you can have it on your wall and show your friends from Derby. Uh, Dan, do you remember what your question was? Because we asked it again, but I'm going to ask it again and do the answer at the end of this week. Do you uh, give me a nod or a nod? Oh, yeah, yeah. Do you, do you want me? Because Yeah. Do you want me to, yeah. to re, re-ask the question? Again. And I'll just say before Dan does this, uh, if you're going to answer this, we need your answer. Send in to foreverforestpod at gmail.com. Go for it, Dan. All right. So first weekend of the championship season was, what, over a week ago now, and Forest were not in it. Um, but one of the games that was played was Sheffield United away at Watford. The question is, how many of Sheffield United's team, including substitutes that came on, so how many players played who are ex-Nottingham Forest players? How many players played for Sheffield United in their first game of the season this year who have played for Nottingham Forest? The cracker. And then we come, I just didn't record Dan saying it. Um, Lisa, have you looked at your fancy team this week? Do you think you've had a good weekend? Or do you, do you care about fancy football much? Uh, I thought I had an all right week, to be fair. I you think know after Saturday it was shit, and then after yesterday it was better. Because of Harland, yeah, right. So, uh, Dan, uh, uh, Kieran, anyone know Fedegon? I do chief. I don't know if you do fancy football, but it's, it's like it's normally a thing I don't really care about. Forest aren't in it, but now they are. I do. Yeah, it's one of those things that I definitely did when I was younger, but then when I started gambling, I just I can't care. Like, because I, I have you know more money on you know immediate reactions on games all day. It's a long bet, isn't it? About something 38 weeks or what, you know? Yeah, so it's, it's the long bet on this one. So yeah. it, excuse us for two minutes. Dan, do you know how you did? Did you do any good? On I, this? I did like everything in my life just below average. Oh, was I it? Think, think think it was, was, uh, is this a ginger thing yeah. again? Or I don't, I miss this one. Only, if you, only if you're going to make it one. Um, <laughs> no, it's a, it, I think I got like whatever. The average was 57 points. I got 53. Luckily, though, I saw Harland yesterday and realized that he is going to be player this year and I subbed him in for Kane before they changed the prices this morning so now if you've got Kane and you didn't have Haaland you can't afford him anymore 
Well, what I will say is looking at the, uh, as they do on the on my favorite podcast, Kermode and Mayo, um, where they, they normally do a top 10 of films in the UK or the US, and then they randomly pick something like 33 in the charts. I'm going to give you number 42 in our league, and there are, shit, there's quite a lot, 77 people. Uh, number 42 is Inter Magran, which is my team, uh, sitting on 54 points, a horrible name. And at 43rd, just a place behind me, is Art Attack. It's Dan White. So we've got a point between us, Dan. We're sitting in 42nd and 43rd. That's that shit. Um, Lisa, I, what, what, how many points have you got? 52. 52. Where are you? Where are you? Where's your team? Oh, there she is. Foxy Fireworks. 47. Kieran, how are you doing? Are you in this? I'm shit. so i put i went all in on my midfield because i thought harlan might take a couple of weeks to adjust so i've gone for de bruyne salah and son in my midfield which is belting but now i've got this quandary where i'm like right clearly need to get harland in who the do i swap in or swap out sorry because De Bruyne is going to get them assists all season long. Salah will always be integral to Liverpool. Son, and he was st- he still had a good game at the weekend, but only bagged me five points. I know full well if I swap Son for, um, for Haaland this week, he'll tear it up the next. So I'm a bit I'm a bit stumped, mate. I've, I've screwed myself and I'm going to have to play my wild card really nice and early. Uh, my, my problem, I, think- I, I went for Grealish, but I should have gone with Foden, I think. Sorry, was that done? Yeah, I was just going to say, I think Holly had a good one. She's got the best team name, as I think Kieran's pointed out before. What's hers? Um, Hooters Hotlings. Oh, I like. I'm just going to say, Natalie uh, almost wasn't allowed to be in it my other half because she called her something like Nazis. And they said, no, you've just called your team Nazis. So she was known for ages as name pending because she basically named her team the Nazis. Um, <laughs> so that's the girl that I've decided to spend my, <laughs> my time with. Uh, I'm going to give you the top three. So Red Dog FC, which is Gareth's team. Uh, he is heading into third on 82 points and there's a tie. So it's Zinc or Swim, wonderful name there. That's Andy Wilson's team. They're on 86. And the wonderfully named Dairy Milk or Twirl, I mean, the classic classic conundrum there that's chris robinson's team also on 86 they've got harland they've got salah they've got zinchenko they seem to be the things to do i'm i'm talking about this like i've got any idea what to do next i'm just trying to get greedish out really can, I, can I just give it give a caveat here as well because i did i did take exception to the fact i'd done really badly after i thought i would do quite well and i've got one rule that i self-impose on fantasy which yeah. is i never pick a i never pick a liverpool player so now because i cannot I cannot be in a situation where I am positively hoping for a Liverpool player to do well. Yeah. So I looked down the league and I think there's two teams above me with Liverpool players. So I'm considering myself to be morally third. <laughs> your your soul is pure. Uh, if, yeah, no, Natalie won't do the same. So she's exactly the same as that. Um, let's head towards, uh, I put our eyes towards Sunday coming up. Sadly, I uh, cannot go because I'm on uh, daddy duties, but I will be definitely tuning in. And uh, saying, my, my daughter's like, how good has it been being a Forest fan? So I'm 20 months old and they've gone up and they're in the Premier League. Dad, what was your problem all this time? Um, so Forest against the wonderful West Ham. Don't hear much about West Ham, Kieran. What do you think about West Ham? They're a quiet little team. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, mate, a little, little club, aren't they? Bless them. They've had an okay transfer window. Oh, I guess. bowling ground, mate. You know, how was it? The fucking chicken thing they're on about, the chicken run, the bowling. It was never that. It was Upton Park. When they were about to leave it, it was like, <laughs> oh, the old memories of the bowling. They're all like pearly kings all of a sudden. Yeah, mate. Fake, fake history, that lot. On the World Cup. <laughs> um, what, I would, what I would say ahead of this weekend is we... 
I'm hopeful in general. Hello. We cannot give them as many corners as we gave Newcastle. Uh, they've got some big boys. They'll punish us from set pieces. Big boys of West Ham are coming to Nottingham. <laughs> the bigger boys. Like that, that red bloke who does all the things. I'm coming to Nottingham. Uh, Lisa, the big boys of West Ham are coming. Now, now Lisa, you don't know this, Chief, but last, year, last season told us a story how she tried to run over prostitutes like Grand Theft Nottingham uh, back in the 90s or wherever it was. So, Lisa, when the big boys of West Ham are coming, do you stay or do you run? <laughs> It was snowing and it was against Spurs. Okay. <laughs> Luckily, we play them in August. So uh-huh. the chances of me running over prostitutes in the snow are very, very slim. Didn't they deny it. Yeah, exactly. Get moving. Keep your legs warm. Then you won't get run over. Lisa, West Ham coming. Uh, I mean, you've got to want Jesse to score, aren't you? Of course. Of course. I mean, everyone's going to want Jesse to score. and um, to shoot. Just like, you know, yeah. There's there's two things, isn't there? We need to be a bit, a little bit more creative, um, and have a have a shot on target. That would be nice. Um, and the second thing is, um, Antonio went off injured yesterday. That might actually be a blessing in disguise. <laughs> and their keeper. Very true. Yeah, Very Fabian- true. Fabianski. Um, Fabianski did. Yeah, yeah. Took a knee from Haaland. And um, Zuma is he dead? Um, uh, no, he's still there. Oh, that that shot to the face! That was beautiful. Yeah, because I, I don't, you know, anyone who hurts animals is just absolute scum of the earth. Oh, did you hear the city fans? Yeah, I happened. did. That's how so, your cat feels. If you're listening to this and you're going there, can you just, as a really strong cat lover uh, and an animal lover in general, just give that guy some shit? I don't know how he's even you know, able to walk out of the house. Uh, got any good shouts? You shout at someone cheap who abuses cats. You but know, you, I, I don't. <laughs> Not off the top of my head, but I can think of something. But I, I, I got to get ready for uh, for Sunday. Yeah. So I'll have yeah, something. What do you what do you want on Sunday? I mean, we all want shots on target. We want goals galore. We want a seven niller. But we're in a different league, man. What what would you be? What's your forecast? I'm here. Go. I'm going to give you ten dollars. Not a lot of money. What are you throwing it on? I, I'm taking Forest to win. Give me the money line. I think they're going to win. I think we'll see a, a different and uh, more effective uh, starting eleven. Uh, whether that's Surge going to the back bench for Taiwo or Mangala playing, you know, getting the start over, I don't know if it would be O'Brien or you guys seem to love Colback and his role, but they need help coming out of the midfield. I thought he had some energy and I, I think they're going to have the ball. I, I do, you know, that was the difference. You know, we, we talked about Fulham earlier, Bournemouth obviously got the win. Both those teams are at home. Mm-hmm. So I, I think playing at city ground, uh, you would think West Ham, you know, coming into the year, they had, you know, expectations of uh, Europe finishing top seven and they got they got a drubbing the same way as Forrest did. Maybe they're a little bit rattled. Now they got to come into a hostile environment. People are going to be, you know, over the moon for Forrest's first game back in, in the Prem in 23 years at City Ground. I think I think the atmosphere is going to matter. I think pride's going to matter, kind of what you were saying. Like, hey, like what um, Karen off the top saying, like, hey, Cooper's going to be like, look, now everybody's writing you off. You guys better come together right now. It starts today. And I think they're coming away with three points. And, uh, and then they'll just – continue to add to the team you know, in the next couple of weeks. And by the time we, I think I said to Dan at one point, if they have nine points by October, I'm, I'm going to be feeling pretty good. And I think this is an opportunity to get three of those nine points uh, at home at city ground. And you know that we all want 12 badly more than anything because of the Derby thing. So it's 12. And then if we won all our home games, we'd be up. I think we'd stay up. Uh, Dan, what do you see coming? And, um, you know, say they play really, really well. They pepper it. It's like Huddersfield at home last season. They go down to a one nil defeat. Is that, in some ways more important to you than absolutely playing awful and winning it one nil or is that a silly question um i want to see some progress and i don't mind whether that well i'd be of course i think everyone would prefer us to win and prefer us to be scoring goals that would be my number one hope 
if we don't win, but we see some progress and we're not conceding 20 corners at home and having 10% possession, um, that that's the only negative for me, which is if we just don't see progress over the first five games. I don't think we're going to, we'll obviously in future episodes get to the future predictions, but we've got Man City, Tottenham, West Ham and Everton and the Everton games away, right? They're our next four the bookies would say we're coming out of those with zero points, right? So we've got to be honest about what's possible and we're still building a team. If we can get anything against West Ham, I think it's a bonus and I think it's the best chance we've got to get something out of the next few games. So um, hoping for a couple of goals and a win, I'd, I'd bite your hand off today for a score draw. Yeah, I, there's so many sides to this, which I could speak. Uh, hopefully you'll come and join us again, Chief, because there's so many parallels like Dan often mentions about, and it's not that Dan is invalid with it, where he says about in America, you don't have this thing because this team is like, you know, I, I've been to Madison Square Garden and I've seen a game there and the away fans were two of them who happened to be there from wherever they were from. And everyone was, let's go Rangers and whatever. It was so positive. And then my girlfriend at the time, I took to the city ground and some blokes going, I'd rather watch a dog give birth. And she's going, this is a different type of support. Um, but yeah, hopefully we'll get that in and do that. How do, We haven't asked uh, you, because obviously we haven't met you yet on here. Where do you think Forrest will end this season? You've got a one game advantage on when we did our predictions. But what would you go for? Yeah, I, I think I, I'm not moving off of what I said Um I think in that I think it's possible, and I and I have faith that Murphy and Cooper and the Marinakis family will continue to add to this squad. So right now, I I have said I'll be satisfied with 17th. I'll be happy with 15th, and thrilled with 13th. And I think that that's probably their absolute ceiling if if everything goes perfectly. Um, so I'll say I'll say 15th after one week. And and what about the World Cup? What we fancy in there is you got, got any good teams in your group? No, actually, no. Any I, I historical think they're going to walk. Yeah, they're going to walk into the knockout stage. And uh, but no, I, full disclosure, I think I think getting past Iran and Wales is the expectation, and playing England tough, and then seeing seeing what they can do. And uh, I think everybody in America is happy, thrilled that we're back in, mm. and we the goal now is to get out of the group, and then get these young guys to continually get together. And when it's home. That's when in 2026, that's when it's it's really go time. And hopefully we have enough guys to, to make a deep, deep run that time. Yeah, we obviously we'd love to have you on before then as well, mate. But let's talk before the World Cup as well with that as well. I'm going to wrap it up in a minute. So uh, I need your score predictions for the weekend. Uh, I should have some music by now. I've got pianos and everything around me. I should do. In fact, now let's just do one live. Let's just do a, what we're going to do here. We'll do a score predictions. Kieran, what are you going for on the weekend? That was the worst thing I've ever written. Go on, Kieran. 2-1 Forest. Oh, Kieran, we've turned you around. We've turned that frown upside down. Lisa Fox, what are you going for? He said it in the most Yorkshire negative accent, though, didn't he? Really? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Can we have a positive <laughs> Because he was so chief. Kieran was in the Huddersfield end for the Wembley game with him and his dad. Oh, so he went right. a bit flat cap. See that scarf behind me? I bought a half and half. I was going to say, what the fuck you got a half and half scarf? Because it was the only way I could rep Forest in that <laughs> stand. Oh, brilliant. <laughs> Because we weren't right at the top, we were. We got amazing seats. Honestly, we were pretty much on halfway, lower tier. Uh, the goal had perfect sight of it. My dad lost his shit. I had to give him an elbow to the ribs to calm down a little hey bit. Up, brother. Hey up. I, I wouldn't mind it if it had been the 85th minute. Fill your boots, mate. Go for it. But it was <laughs> before yeah. half time. I didn't want to get turfed out. Um, but I got so much stick walking into that ground from uh, from Forest fans being like, what, what are you doing? What are you doing? Oh, kind yeah. of thing. And they didn't know that I was there to support Forest. 
but yeah, uh, it, yeah, I'll, I'll stick with my Yorkshire, uh, my adopted family now, mate. Black cap and a whip it. At least, what score are you going for? You always get it right. No, not last season, not last game, did we? Mm, no, um, I'm going for one-one. I went for three-three on the radio. Jesse didn't got a hat trick, so I have to stay with it. Uh, yeah, you're all laughing now. Kieran, you went 6-0 last game, mate. Shut up. No, well, I don't think the people heard that, Ryan, did they? Oh, no. I, 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 I did bring it up, though, didn't I? <laughs> That's right. I didn't record it. I didn't press fucking record. So, yeah, everyone, Kieran thought we'd win 6-0 at Newcastle. Uh, the order you're in, uh, Dan, you've been pushed out to a special guest on the far right. So I'm going with Chief now. He's just he's in the group now. Chief, uh, what are you going for us to score prediction for Sunday at the City Ground? 2-0. I think they're going to get the Jesse Lingard revenge goal early, and then I think they'll be counterattacking late and add a second to put it away. And I don't think they'll have the majority of the ball, but I think they're going to get the result that uh, everybody wants. Well, yeah, I hope so, too. I want to see, because there will be fist pumps, and I just, oh, yeah. the salt in those Derby faces, if you are fist pumping on Saturday afternoon. There will be fist pumps and duet dances of Jesse Lingard's TikTok that I guarantee for the rest of the year, I will dance my ass off for Jesse <laughs> Lingard. You got to hear first, guys. Uh, we are going to see Chief dancing in his. Was it in your underwear? Did you say? Okay, uh, Dan. Uh, if that's what it takes, if that's what it takes to keep him up, I'll do that. I want you doing a dance duet with Kieran in his half and half scarf and his pants. <laughs> <laughs> and Dan, in your pants, what's the score going to be on Sunday, my friend? I never go to a restaurant and order the same thing as someone else on the menu. You've all taken my scores, so I'm, I'm having to dream one up now. And I said we're going to score. So I'm going to go, but I don't want to predict a draw because that's so boring, isn't it? So I'm going to go 3-1. Did you? Forest. What were you going for a 1-1? I was going to go 1-1 or 2-1, but uh, they were both taken early. So I'm just going to, I'm going for the prawn cocktail. Why didn't you just go for 1-0? <laughs> that's most likely. <laughs> yeah. Well, I can't see us not conceding, I have to be honest, but that's also pessimistic. So a win by two clear goals. Please. So, so look, this is such a crazy time still because Sky Sports are still telling you how many freaking days, minutes and seconds are left in the window. So much could change. Maybe when the window closes, Chief, you like, come and join us again, man. We'll talk about, see what's happened, see how many people in Derby hate you even more, which is great, and how many more Nottingham folk love you. Uh, I will try and learn some stats apart from Chicago that don't include moles and gangsters and all that kind of shit, you know? Um, oh, those dominate the headlines these days. So yeah. I don't think for that. That Al Capone, God damn it, him and his footballing ways. He's always around. Um, but no, listen, man, thank you so much for joining us. Um, and uh, yeah, hopefully we haven't driven you away with uh, Kieran's half and half scarf. Well, that honestly, I found that offensive. If we're being <laughs> honest, I found the half and half scarf disgusting. But other than that, the rest of you guys were lovely. So I'd be happy to come on anytime. I'd even argue you're probably more of a Forest fan than somewhere in a half and a half. It's got Kieran's face. Okay, so there we go. We're not getting to that wanking conversation. So Lisa, uh, thank you for joining me as always. Uh, Kieran, same to you, my man, and you, Dan, and Chief as well. So for all of you going to City Ground on Sunday, sing loud, sing proud. Uh, remember, the Premier League isn't just for Christmas. It's for the whole freaking season. So get behind your team and shout as loud as you can. And as we always say, you Reds. You Reds! Yeah. Yeah. Hey.